Thanks for joining us here on Pretty Spiritual, where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy, beautiful, imperfect life with spiritual tools, what, principles, and our own personal stories. So we're not experts. We're not religious. We're definitely silly. We're honest, real, and willing to share. So join us as we connect, bond, and grow together. Hello, friends. Hey guys. Oh, we're all here. Thank the goddess we're here. I'm Annie. I'm Lindsay. I'm Ella. And we're a Pretty Spiritual Podcast. And today we are talking about letting go. Everybody's favorite thing to do. Mm, least favorite. Is it? Is it? Is that wrong? Okay. I can't even do it, turns out. So <laughs> get ready for all Quit my trying. hot tips. <laughs> so letting go is a concept. Whether it's about letting go of an old idea, <laughs> letting go of a relationship, letting go of fear, resentment, control. Ugh. Letting go is a spiritual tool that lets us be present with what is happening. But how is this even possible? Is it possible? No, really, tell me. We're going to need to dig in. We'll need it. So letting go, it feels dangerous. It's unpredictable. We hate that. It means we're willing sure at do. some level to admit that we can't control the outcomes in life. We've been talking about this, the three of us, just in our own personal lives a lot. And Ella shared a quote from The Language of Letting Go that I really loved. Do your part in relaxed, peaceful harmony. Then let it go. Just let it go. Force yourself to let it go <laughs> if necessary. So simple. Act as if. Put as much energy into letting go as you have into trying to control. You'll get much better results. Wow. So as a concept, this is fantastic. (laughs) But I think we can all attest to loosening that death grip as being really, really hard. It's a lot easier said than done. So what stands in the way of letting go and what are some spiritual tools that we can use to just slowly release? Let's hear from these fabulous ladies. Ella, what's happening with letting go in your life right now? We were meant to record this episode two days ago, and I had to cancel. I had had a really intense morning, and I woke up with a migraine, really not feeling well, and then completely depleted emotionally and physically by the um, events of the morning. And by the time I was getting ready to head back over to meet up with Annie and Lindsay to record, it was becoming clear to me that something had to give. I remember once when I was really unwilling to leave a job that was toxic and abusive, I was so unwilling to leave that I couldn't even hear the suggestion, maybe it's time to find a different job. And so instead of saying that to me, one of my spiritual mentors kept saying, something's got to give. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Hmm. You know? And I didn't know, and she said it in kind of a happy-go-lucky way, and that also irritated me. (laughs) And about a year later, actually after quite a while after I had left that job, I was in a similar position with a friend where she had just found out she had a chronic illness. She was trying to work full-time in an emergency room, and she wasn't willing to cut her hours back. And I was like, something's got to give. And it's been a really slow process for me to learn how to let go. 
you know, moments like these, I'm grateful for Lyme disease because it means I don't get the like physical allowances that other people might get. Who knows what it's like for you guys? Uh, apparently you're healthy to me, but I don't know what it's really like inside your bodies. That has really helped me be willing to let go. And what letting go feels like for me these days, the first thing that happens is I notice that I'm absolutely unwilling to let go. That's like the signpost for me that letting go could be an appropriate action is I notice myself either trying to, like the thought occurs to me, I ought to cancel. And then my brain goes, shove that down. A really big thing for me in my spiritual life right now is studying what happens in my body and mind under these different conditions and noticing what experiences could be signposts to indicate an appropriate spiritual practice. So like, when is it time to let go? When is it time to reach out and ask for help? When is it time to say no? When is it time to say yes? And I, ha I get all of these cues from my body and my mind about that. And so I'm, I'm just working to pay attention to what might be there. I've got a real simple tool for today that I'm excited to talk about in a little while. Ooh. Pony, what's happening <laughs> for you? Well, I'm feeling very upset about this topic. <laughs> in the past, I have heard that letting go was a good idea, or I'd heard this lofty idea of letting go, but then I didn't even know what I'm holding on to, except that I have a death grip of everything that just comes along my way. The part for me that I think has been confusing is that I need to, I need to see what I am holding on to. Like, so the attachment piece of all of this, I need to see where I'm holding on and attempting strategies for control. So this has been a really long process because I would just say there's this idea. I like to call it an absolute belief. There is an absolute belief inside of me. The truth. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, nothing can touch it. It's always been there and it is in stone and it's, uh, it's telling me if I'm not holding on as tightly as I can, just as Annie was talking about, then it's not safe. Was not I wasn't even ready. I hadn't even begun like the contemplation part of making a change. I was just really set in my beliefs of this is how I handle life. I hold on to everything that's going on and I don't let go. I squeeze the death out of it until something gives and just as Ella was talking about, like, something's got to give, spoiler alert, mm -hmm. it's my grip that gives. <laughs> so bummed that yeah. that's... And I forget every time, and I really don't believe that. I'm like, oh, no, this is going to work, and I'm going to just squeeze and force the life out of this. It will go this way. I will mold it into something <laughs> that it's going to look like. So I'm really focused on just this tight chokehold of whatever it is. I'm not even investigating what is it that I am holding on to so tightly? What is the belief behind that that is telling me that I must hold on? For me right now, what I've been investigating, my therapist loves to say, hold on to letting go. If you must. I want to punch mm -hmm. him in the face right now. <laughs> I know. I wrote it down and I was so angry. I was like... <laughs> 
what I found out is that I didn't know what I was holding on to. I didn't investigate any of that. And then when I would let go, I would secretly hold one hand onto letting go. And I also thought that once I let go, that was it. Boom, banger, one and done. I let go, I'm moving on, totally linear. Here I go healing, I am great. Only to find myself like waking up again to be, you know, how long has it been? A whole year that I've been (laughs) (laughs) holding on to things that I hold on to, just for examples, are believing that it's all up to me. I really believe that all of this is up to me, that I'm completely alone in this world, that I have to make all of this work and go right, that there is no way to surrender to win. I The thing I'm really holding on to now that is so confusing to me is that for me to grow and to get better and to have become more self-aware and to be closer to this ideal of a human who I want to be different than anything I grew up around, I have to punish and torture myself to get there. It is the only way that I am going to grow. I can't be gentle and loving and kind. I must absolutely just punish, pile drive, go (laughs) harder, do not stop. So I want to let go of this but I still have one hand holding on. So that's telling me that I'm not ready. But then I have to ask, how is this serving me? In some way, this is serving me. So as I'm trying to untangle this and figure out like why I'm having such a hard time letting go, just how we're talking in here is that like it's dangerous. It's scary. You know, I'm lacking faith. I just wanted to say that for my part of letting go, it's the expecting different outcomes, whether it be of myself or this experience that I'm having right now, or the self-limiting beliefs that I have. I I hold on to my own self-limiting beliefs that then lock me in my own prison, and it's of my own making, and it's because I'm holding on and not letting go, and and I don't know how to let go, Mm. and I'm working it out here on a podcast, so love me. We We love you. (laughs) We love you, Pony. It's so great. I love hearing about what this looks like in people's lives in a real way and not just the Instagram graphic meme. Beautiful filters, beautiful beautiful, life. A cup of coffee (laughs) and a sunset and maybe a painted toe. Just let go. (laughs) I think the dangerous part of letting go is that we might not get what we want. And that seems so terrifying. And I don't mean not getting what we want. I mean, I do mean sometimes of material stuff. Like, oh, I won't have the body I want or the career I want. But also, I can't stop this person from dying. Or I can't get this person to stop drinking. Or I can't control if people like this podcast or not. Real talk, y'all. Real Shout talk. Out. And like how to let go of wanting those things and thinking that if I somehow control it, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I can't control whether or not somebody's sick or if somebody, how they behave or what they think of me. I think we all have done these controlling tactics because at some point they have worked for us in some ways. Like I wouldn't repeat them if they didn't. Often I can kind of stranglehold life into place to get the things that I think I want, but it's really short-sighted. And I'm operating on this limited understanding of what I need or what the people around me need or my place in the bigger world. It's just like Annie operating on limited objectives 
trying to do what Annie thinks is best to get what Annie wants. I was going to try to make an acronym for that on the fly, but I just went on too long. It was too long. (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing I'm working on letting go of right now is I've been talking about it ad nauseum on this podcast. (laughs) I don't feel nauseous at all. So keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So the big one that I keep working on letting go right now is the idea of who I think I should be in my job. I think that I should have certain skills or accomplishments that I obviously just don't have yet. (laughs) And it is interesting to watch how I, I think that if I don't fever grip this idea of who I should be. And like Lindsay was referring to the self-flagellation of like, well, I will beat myself into this with positive cheerleading. It's actually really mean cheerleading. (laughs) If I don't do that, I'll just kind of blob out and disintegrate. So my head has these really extremes where it's like, I'm either like full force throttle it mode, or I just am in give up and fall apart mode. So the shift is, what if the idea of letting go doesn't mean I'm done trying? I have to do the footwork and keep showing up every day and trying my best efforts, but I'm not the director of the outcomes. And I have a friend who's actually on the spiritual path too, and her job title was literally director of outcomes. Oh my God. (laughs) We were laughing because we're like, this is my job is to make things happen in a really specific way. How do I let go of that in my day-to-day life when it comes to reality? Like, I am not the director of outcomes in my life. I'm the director of taking action today. (laughs) When I apply director of outcomes to my life, which is like Annie as a world-famous novelist uh, visiting the Oprah show, I love that I how grandiose my fantasies are. (laughs) You don't want it that big. Well, that's the thing. It's like the self-determined <laughs> yeah. objectives, right? Yeah. I've like I've decided what's going to make me happy. I identify this is the thing I want, and then I don't let go of it. And I don't have it. And I don't even know really know if I want it, but I come up with these ideas of things that are going to make me happy, and I hang on to them instead of letting go and being like, what a beautiful life I have right this minute. Mm. How can I show up just this minute for the writing career that I do have and do my very best at it and then leave the outcomes to God, to the universe. And like for me, that's where the practice of letting go is because it's, I think, a real lack of gratitude that I'm having and a lack of humility. I'm like, what I have is not good enough. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead and be arrogant enough and say, this is how it should be. (laughs) (laughs) And that sounds mean, but I'm just trying to be honest with myself about the character defects that come up when I get into that mode of like, Lindsay was saying, if I'm hanging on, why? What's standing in the way of letting go? And for me, I'm thinking maybe it's a lack of gratitude and a lack of humility. So how um, how do we let go of our need to rule the world? Let's talk tools. Ella. All right. We're just going for it. Yeah, I, I just relate so much to what both of you have shared about. I try to be in charge of letting go, you know? I try to make myself let go. And I really don't get to be in charge of that. Like both of you guys were talking about, I get to practice accepting myself exactly where I am and doing the stuff that's my responsibility to do today and then seeing what happens next. One thing that really helps me is to remind myself that I don't get willing to let go of things that I am not willing to let go of by trying to force myself to let go 
when I do let go, it's not because whatever the thing got like ripped out of my death grip with like claw marks on it. (laughs) It's because I feel safe enough to finally let it go. And that part for me is like, so, I mean, it it speaks to what both of you were, were saying about like, what's underneath this? Like why, what would happen if I let go? And the whole like blob pajama suit thing, I really, wow. That kept me stuck in an eating disorder for so long. If anyone is struggling with that, I know you can probably relate to like, someone suggested while I was in the thick of my eating disorder that I practice intuitive eating. And I was like, date, like all the things in my brain were like, danger, danger. And I really thought that I could railroad myself into getting it right, like getting safety the way that, the only way that I knew how, which was trying to control outcome. I was really having that experience on Wednesday when I needed to cancel. My first impulse, like I was saying, was to pretend I hadn't noticed that I had the thought of, I need to cancel. And so when I noticed that, I sent a text message that said, these are the circumstances. I don't know what to do. And that was true. I didn't know what to do. I was trying to communicate about it. And I have the benefit of communicating with these angel ladies who are just so loving and warm and so safe. And so I get to learn how to do really uncomfortable stuff, like disappoint people inside this just like cocoon of Lady Lovin'. So I noticed that I'm trying to shove the thought down and pretend I didn't see it. And then what happens is I pray. I just ask for, please make your will for me abundantly clear. That's the prayer I say all the time when I'm not sure. The tool that really, really helps me when I want to railroad my way through is to ask myself questions like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? That's a really incisive question for me. What would I do if I weren't afraid? It's like, what kind of question is that? It like short circuits my whole system, my whole like controlling system. I actually learned from my therapist on Wednesday about this thing, a therapeutic tool called the miracle question. So the definition of the miracle question is, it's a method of questioning that a therapist can utilize to invite the patient to envision and describe in detail how the future will be different when the problem is no longer present. Another way that I have asked myself that question is, what if this wasn't a problem? What if needing to cancel and having Lyme disease and having a migraine and needing to put myself to bed at two in the afternoon after barely doing anything all day long, but getting so exhausted by it, what if that wasn't a problem? And for me, there's just so much freedom available in in just shutting down the problem-solving control, mental control tower thing. And when I do that, I'm, I really allow my most compassionate intuition to guide me. And then when I'm not willing to do that, I pray some more. <laughs> Eventually I get willing to do that or I don't. And then I have really, really useful information about myself for the next time. It just so happens that Maybe like five days ago, I completely overdid it physically and got into like a really desperate space. And I'm like, great, that was so great because now I'm willing to cancel and I don't, I'm not willing to put myself through that again. That was my messy on the fly tool for letting go. Thank you, Ella. 
Miss Lindsay Pony, talk to me. I am just feeling so tender. <laughs> There's something that we're uncovering here for me that's like, wow, just to see how much tighter my grip gets on things when because of fear, mm-hmm. you know? And we're talking a lot about safety and how, God, what if I felt safe, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that comes up a lot for me that I don't notice. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm really... And that's why I, like, get this, like, punisher, like, torture. Because it's like do or die is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about that today is that it's not full reality, even though it feels like it. And so I can, I get to kind of touch in and touch out of these spaces that reside inside of me. And that's really what the spiritual path for me has been like. I feel completely unconscious. I'm unconscious going through life and I'm just reacting and I'm in full of fear and I have these strategies just to control everything, to tell myself everything's going to be certain and I'm going to be okay if and when then. And so to peel all of this back and be like, oh, we just let go. We're going to let all that go. Is really, I'm just like, um, I just feel like I don't have a tool (laughs) for you all in researching all this and just kind of being like in the middle of like recognizing these areas where I'm feeling really imprisoned by my own making of control and holding on and still really feeling like I, I'm sorry, I can't let go. Like I'm not ready to let go. But even in recognizing that I'm becoming more conscious of how much I am wanting to hold on. That's the part for me where using these areas to see where I I have to like reverse engineer and figure out what are my attachments? What am I holding on to so tightly? And then why am I holding on to these things? You know, and just what's been happening here is just seeing that like I don't believe I'm safe. I don't believe things are okay. I have to control all of this. How do I do this by holding on to all these ideas and things that I think are happening right now and coming into consciousness, praying for more awareness? seeing where I have a death grip and then making the conscious decision. This was the tool that I wrote down, making the conscious decision to let go and let go and understand when I'm only going to let go with one hand. Mm. (laughs) Um, That part's okay too. Like, no, I'm still not ready to let go with both hands. (laughs) I'm surprising myself with how sad I am right now. <laughs> You're doing so great. I love oh, it. I love you. It's like for 15 years, everybody's like, let go. And I just now I'm like, hold it, I'm really holding on. I mean, holy darn. Annie, yesterday when I called her, because I was like doing this thing where I am decided I'm going to berate myself to death and get myself well by showing myself all the places that I'm bad and wrong and a horrible friend and person. <laughs> it was so sweet because she said it to me again today. She just has this little saying where she goes, I love you and I'm not going to leave you. Mm. And that just reminds me there's this deep wound inside where I... You know, it's not safe. I'm not going to be loved. Everyone's going to leave me. So this is the piece where I get to 
really be with like what's here and get more understanding. And I'm learning why I'm like holding on so tight right now, which eventually maybe one day will um, help me to create a safe enough space to be like, oh no, I can make that conscious decision. When all this comes up, I can see all the pieces. I can see why I'm holding on so tight. I can see what happened before the causes and conditions of my upbringing of this world, of what it's supposed to be like. And I can consciously let go. Then I can see maybe that I'm still holding on with one hand. Then maybe I can let go with both hands. And then I can see that I think I'm done. And then I can realize that I have to do this whole process over again. Maybe there's some little tears. Maybe there's, you know, who knows what's going to be here, but this is all here right now. Thanks for listening. Oh, Pony, we love you so much. And it's so wonderful to witness your honesty. And I love seeing the real time awakenings. Mm. Like, oh, this is what's inside of me. (sighs) It makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Our strategies make so much sense. (sighs) I'm just so glad that we do this together. All of us. Thank you. Annie, do you have a tool you're going to lay on us? Yeah. What I keep hearing is that this is not kind of like everything we talk about, a one and done spiritual practice, like tying a shoelace, then it's tied forever. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I know. I'm like, what I mean, even, spiritual even for shoelaces? the shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> There's Velcro underneath. <laughs> oh. We have to practice. And like you were just saying, Lindsay, it's nuanced. I think that I get some awareness of how to loosen and then new understandings come up and I get to practice some more. And so it just keeps deepening. Holding on as a tool makes a lot of sense when we're scared and it feels like we have some semblance of control. And then that part of like reaching for me, reaching for humility, because it feels dangerous to let go. And I know I was using the example of the career, which I think about a lot, but also it's... um, relatively, it's not life or death, basically. And some of this stuff is like deep emotional things that like, how do we let go of this? And all of it, even, I guess all of it matters, right? And whatever our experience is, it's mattering. The letting go feels so dangerous. And so for me, I need to, if I'm going to have room to let go, I have to be leaning on my higher power. It was not intuitive from the start. <laughs> it also seemed dangerous and actually pretty dumb. I'm like Stupid. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Annie, you're going to lean on something that you have no clue what it is, no definition, no specific outline relationship to. You can't describe it to anyone, but you're going to trust it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. But at, over the years, as I've done it, I have seen that the more that I kind of lean into this relationship, the more strength that I can get that I wouldn't have on my own. And as I get that strength, then there's that room for some loosening to happen because otherwise it's me thinking about the things that scare me and all I have are the tools that I came equipped with. So my tool is to reach for humility, to lean on God, higher power, the universe. And then as I take these steps and like thinking about letting go just even thinking of that phrase, like letting go, I really love that quote in the beginning 
from the language of letting go when it talked about acting as if and practicing as hard of on letting go as I did as holding on. So for me, I incorporate the higher power relationship too. I'm like, what if as actively as I'm trying to air quotes, figure this out, <laughs> get it solved, hang on, smush it into the shape I needed in. What if I spent that much energy like lifting up my brain tractor beam thought pattern (laughs) from like the dark swirling mess of my ideas and like shifting it over to whatever my idea of God is. Don't try to control how this goes, aka let go, that I will be safe because of this relationship that I invest time and love in. And also kind of trusting in this mysterious force Even if things don't go how I think they should, I can still be safe. And that's the tricky part because I'm like, but I come up with five options that are feasible. (laughs) This is the only way life can go. I've identified them. I've made a roadmap. I'm pretty sure I know all the obstacles and pitfalls and dangers. So this is the only way anything could ever happen. (laughs) I know I've thought about it a lot, obsessively, in fact. So I'm like, oh, if I'm letting go, I'm surrendering to what if this mysterious force of my higher power, there's stuff I can't even imagine that could be happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like my self-determined objectives versus trusting the unknown, which totally seems dangerous. So my tool is to pray to whatever it is I believe in for the humility to let go of outcomes. And that I love that act as if, because I can do that even if I don't believe it's working. I can just do the thing. And there's something for me about the in, the action. In it somewhere is some intention. So even if I'm confused, even if I'm making fun of myself, even if I doubt it, I'm still trying. And if the word pray makes you want to hurl something across the room, check out our episode on called How to Pray. And we totally dive into this topic. And it I think kind of takes some of the trauma out of the word prayer. (laughs) (laughs) You will pray. So you can make up a prayer or you can borrow this one that I just made up. I've been saying it because this month I'm like, what if I prayed for humility? I honestly have never prayed for humility in my life. And someone made the suggestion and I thought maybe I'll try it. And I felt silly doing it at first. And so now I just say, God, I'm attempting to let go of X, whatever it is. Please grant me the humility to know I'm not in charge. Please grant me humility to just do the footwork for today and to leave the rest to God, to the universe, to my higher power. So that's my tool. That was amazing. You just reminded me of a prayer that helps me so much to feel safe enough to let go into that unknown openness and whatever it is, which is... May whatever come serve to wake me up, or may whatever come be the spiritual material that I'm working with today. And I trust that on such a deep level, and it doesn't have to conform to any, like anything is possible, and that could still be true. And I've, I've just surrendered to that, and I trust that process so much that even when life doesn't feel trustworthy, there is always a part of me that believes that even when I feel stubborn and scared, I still, that still works for me, you know? Mm, So sweet. I was wanting a physical action of 
letting go. You take a very sharp knife. <laughs> and I'm just Exactly. And while I was reading about this, Jack Cornfield talked about how in letting go and with letting things go, you don't actually let anything go. You allow things to be. Oh, that's nice. And I thought, I can't do that. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. (laughs) What a great place to be. Yeah. We love everybody. We're so curious what this looks like in your life. If you have any tools or if there's any things that you run into when you're trying to work on letting things go, you should go to our website, prettyspiritualpodcast.com and get in touch with us or visit us on social media at Pretty Spiritual Podcast. We want to hear from you. I'd love to know what you're refusing to let go of. Please help me. <laughs> yeah, we need to know. We really need the tools you've got, so please share with yes. us. Pony, what are we going to be talking about next week? Well, I think this slides in so perfectly. We are going to have a discussion over meditation, how to meditate, what our meditation practices look like. And it really ties into all this because honestly, I wouldn't even know the places that I'm holding on to if I didn't have some kind of a meditation practice so I can see where I'm really grasping and anchored to certain areas in my life. So how to meditate. Meditation. We can't wait. So excited. See you soon. Bye. We love you.